Just do it. It's the slogan for a brand that has reduced itself to a single swipe of color. No company name needed. Commercials and advertising show people using their best gifts to go beyond what they imagine they can do. Daring to dream of something just a little further than what they know they're capable of. Trying on something new or different in an attempt to be stronger, more effective. Cheering on one another's efforts, working in harmony and teamwork. The message is clear. We won't reach new places, partnerships, or understanding in our world unless we push out of our comfort zone. Just do it. Today's readings find us in two places at once. The Acts reading comes just after the disciples see Jesus ascend into heaven. After spending 40 days with them post-resurrection, in which he kept pushing them to engage in ministry instead of showing them how, he's gone again, leaving them to figure out what to do next. The church celebrated the Feast of the Ascension this past Thursday, 40 days after Easter. Chronologically, we are right there with the disciples. And the second place we find ourselves is sitting around the table at the Last Supper in the Gospel reading from John. Jesus is wrapping up his farewell discourse. He's been preparing his disciples for life without him, telling them all the important last things he wants to be sure to say before he gets arrested. Today's Gospel reading is the middle portion of the prayer that wraps up the evening. These two readings complement one another, even though they aren't perfectly aligned in the chronology of the Jesus story. And they speak to us in this moment in our life when we find ourselves in transition between what was and what will be. Back to that crowd of disciples in Jerusalem for a moment. Led by Peter, they are dealing with their reabandonment by attempting to put some order to their life. They had been 12 apostles when they were with Jesus. And now that Judas is gone, they need to fill his spot so things will be like they were before, when everything was normal. It's so hard to imagine what to do next without Jesus there to push and guide them. So they try to reset life to the order it had the last time it felt secure. That nostalgic urge to recreate normal is a human response to uncertainty. Even when we logically know that life will never be like it was before, our life here does not look like it did 15 months ago. We've been living in constant change and none of it feels normal. Trinity is in the midst of a clergy transition Nearly every dimension of our lives has been impacted by COVID. Our society continues to grapple with the racism that is woven into the fabric of our culture. Beloved members of our communities and families have died and we have not been able to mourn together. Some of us have lost jobs and homes, the things that anchor us in place 
So much has been changing around us, out of our control and very much impacting our daily lives. We can understand the desire of Peter and the other believers to return to a sense of normalcy. Jesus anticipated that his disciples would be lost without him there to teach, guide, encourage, and occasionally push them out of the nest. In John, he prays for them and us. He reminds his disciples then and now about the core values that will sustain them. Faith, community, holy joy, God's strength in the face of evil, and for confidence in the truth of his, and now their, our ministry to love the world as deeply as Jesus loved them. It is good to be reminded of those deep and holy truths, isn't it? I find it reassuring that Jesus' prayer sounds like my own stream of consciousness in prayer. It moves organically, passionately, and sometimes circularly. Fortunately, God doesn't care what words or language we use, whether we use full sentences, how we're dressed, or where we offer our prayers. And there are so many ways to pray, and none of them are wrong. God simply delights in hearing from us. We can pray in action, in quiet, loudly, moving, prostrate, running, digging in the garden, knitting, absorbing nature, swimming, alone, with others, singing. So many ways to pray. In prayer, we make ourselves a living sacrifice of heart and mind and body, intentionally offering our whole selves to God to be known, to be forgiven, to know ourselves, loved and accepted just as we are, even as we are being loved into our best, wholehearted versions of ourselves. The power of prayer is not that it changes God, but that it changes us. God remains steadfast abiding, always welcoming, always forgiving and loving, solidly a force for life and joy and persevering hope. Prayer releases us from holding the cares and weight of our lives alone. It allows us to speak the dreams of our hearts to someone who will listen, who believes in us, and whose deepest desire is for us to know wholeness and peace. Speaking for myself, when my heart cracks open in prayer, I find my prayers wandering far beyond my own cares and concerns. My thoughts meander outward from myself to my immediate family, their health and well-being, our relationships, to my community, Trinity, its mission and leaders, its neighbors, asking guidance on how to tackle the challenges of the day, remembering each of you, and then inevitably to a broader focus, our city, our nation, 
the pain of the world, pandemic, racial injustice, and how I can live and love and bear witness to the gospel. I find that time spent in prayer inevitably shifts my focus from myself to the people and the world around me and how God is working in all things, including through me. Jesus models for us how to pray for courage in the midst of the changes and uncertainties of life. His prayer reminds his disciples and us that our foundation for looking to the future sits solidly on who we know ourselves to be as God's people, loving our neighbors as ourselves. Our swoosh looks more like two crossed strokes. Its key message is about using our best gifts to go beyond what we imagine we can do. Dreaming together of something audacious, daring, God-inspired, learning, forgiving, praying for one another, loving one another as Jesus loved us, cheering one another on, discovering that comfortable nostalgia is a great springboard into our future as God's beloved community. Relying on faith and prayer and community will energize us to reach new places and partnerships for Jesus' mission of loving our neighbors deeply and joyfully. Let's just do it. <laughs>